So uh, we decided to sit down and uh, kind of storyboard the story, exactly like you do for, for a movie. And uh, we imagine how, what kind of crime, what kind of people involved, what kind of, uh, um, you know, weapon for, for the murder there was. And uh, obviously it was huge because it's a story. You can do pretty, you, sky is the limit. Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about startups who have been there and done it or are right here and doing it in sunny Western Australia. My name is Danelle Cross and I'm joined here today by Brody McCulloch, our co-host. Hi, Danelle. How are you? Um, today, we are joined by an innovative educator, Dr. Paula Magni, who is going to talk to us about her project through Murdoch University. Hi, and welcome to Startup West. Paula, fantastic to have you here. It'd be great if you could kick off with telling us a bit about your project and where it's come from and where you've got to with it. Thank you for having me. So my project is entitled uh, CSI VR. Now everyone Love that. probably CSI VR. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, too too many letters, but uh, CSI is actually a very famous acronym these days because I'm pretty sure that anyone that can see that is listening today watched at least one episode of CSI. CSI yeah. Now, uh, we don't have CSI Perth, but this can mm -hmm. be kind of the closest thing that we can have because CSI VR is the crime scene investigation 3D uh, project uh, in virtual reality, so VR, mm. that we built in, uh, in Western Australia, in Perth. Mm. So this project is about uh, bringing the user, that can be a student or can be a law enforcement agent, uh, or can be just an amateur of uh, this kind of criminal show or criminal investigation, or just a critical thinker, uh, to, to a world that uh, is, um, is, is virtual and has a crime. And, uh, well, there are all the clues to start an investigation. So it's... Um, it's a virtual place in which an investigation can start and can continue and can be a very good place to ask questions mm. and imagine how situation can go right mm. if the protocols, the standard operating procedures, if the technology is used correctly or how miscarriage of justice mm. can happen. Mm. And this can be done again and again until you master the criminal investigation, until you master the way to get the bad guy, bad girl sometimes, <laughs> in jail. Yeah. So, Paula, how did this start? So, you work at Murdoch University. So, how did this, this project, this prototype, this, you know, business start? Well, the idea is that uh, when you study uh, forensic science, mm -hmm. uh, you always have um, a training in criminal investigation on, in, on, on field. Mm -hmm. And uh, this allows you to understand, you know, working in teams, uh, what kind of clues you have to take, how, mm -hmm. mu how long, how much time does it take to do certain jobs, how to apply standard operating procedures and understanding the law and, the, and also the people involved in the investigation and things like that. Now, this is a very uh, expensive and time-consuming mm. activity mm. Uh, that typically for our students, we can organize once maybe in the sure. in their courses, mm -hmm. twice if they do the master. And um, when they do this activity, they had to be divided in groups and the groups are made by a person that is the team leader, a person that is the photographer, a person that is, uh, the, the f that is playing the role of a specific advisor or an expert. But not having the opportunity to do it again, 
So repeating the experience, maybe changing the role or maybe changing the criminal investigation. Like mm. I have somebody that's been stabbed by a knife or I have someone that is drowned in a pond. Uh, we are we don't ha- we don't give the enough uh, education background to the mm. students that maybe one day will be uh, in the police force or will be an investigator. In virtual reality, we can do this mm. and we can allow the students to do that again and again. Yeah being in a different role. Mm. So it's the elasticity and the opportunity for any students to do this uh, at the best of their abilities until they master their ability to do the right thing. Mm. At the same time, this is something that we can share with students from different universities and even different countries, as well as law enforcement from different countries, so that we can kind of uh, align everyone with the same kind of knowledge and the same kind of experience. So if I'm a policeman and I'm investigating a crime in which there is uh, a stab uh, between peoples and things, and I investigate here in Perth or in Sydney or in Malaysia or in Europe, because maybe I'm part of the Interpol force and I had to uh, work in a a different environment, I will do the exact same in a different environment Mm. and same the opposite. So it's to bring justice at different levels in different countries and also uh, training and education for everyone that is kind of cheap Mm. (laughs) at the end Mm. of the day. And has scalability. Yes, because it takes obviously a certain amount of time to Mm. create this uh, immersive reality, but... When it's done, it's done. You can repeat it again and again Mm. and again as many times you want. Mm. So how have you funded the prototype to date and have you looked at how it could be commercialised or what you'll need to um, get it out to a broader market? We started a few years ago and uh, we obviously had a look. We Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything like that available Mm. in the world? And at that stage, there were only something uh, in the space of gaming but not in the in terms of gamification of education. So what we wanted to do was something made for education purposes that maybe can be translated somehow in a, in a game because, come on, everyone likes to investigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first of all was an educational tool and there was nothing out there. So I said, well, why we are not the first one who can do something like that? And if we are not the first one, the first one in Australia to investigate in an environment is the Australian environment with the law of Australia. They are different from the law of somewhere else. Mm. And so uh, we decided to sit down and uh, kind of storyboard the story, exactly like you do for, for a movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we imagine how, what kind of crime, what kind of people involved, what kind of, uh, um, you know, weapon for, for the murder there was. And uh, obviously it was huge because it's a story. You can do pretty, you, sky is the limit. Problem is budget. It's a huge yes. limit yeah. there. <laughs> so, so we had to scale down and down and down to stay in the budget that we had at the beginning. Mm. There was the lucky budget of $5,000, so not much in this mm. sense, that was given by Murdoch University as part of the program of a small step of innovation mm-hmm. um, facilitated by the uh, former vice chancellor of the university. And um was a bit bad for them. was a big bad because uh, it was the first time to do something like this at Murdoch. It was something that was seen for the first time, the collaboration between a forensic scientist like myself and an education technologist mm-hmm. like uh, Jeff Hasselin, that was uh, my partner at the time. And, um, and yeah, and bringing this to, 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 to reality, 
virtual reality. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in terms of your market, so your primary targeting tertiary students or will that or, or does that extend to um, secondary? Well, virtual reality space has the opportunity mm. to scale down or scale up, as right. you said. So uh, on one hand, you can uh, definitely consider the students of university, bachelor or master. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, depending on the, uh, the type of scene, you get more and more complex. complex yes. And when I say complex, it can be more than one murder or can be a mass disaster even. Mm. And uh, you can change the environment. You can go from uh, outside in the bush to an apartment to even underwater. That is even worse when you had to do an investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also scale down and make it simple and probably also less morbid for um, to cater for students of uh, high school mm-hmm. that are maybe interested in criminology, criminalistics, mm-hmm. but maybe even just in general science. Yes. So maybe approaching the study of blood hematology through blood stain pattern investigation that is is a study that needs to know you need to know algebra. It's a very interesting way to mm. approach uh, the based. STEM yeah. uh, subjects without having to do, okay, it's a math class. No, no, it's a blood state pattern <laughs> analysis class using algebra to find out who actually mm. stabbed or uh, yeah. shoot somebody. Mm. So this can be a very good approach for the STEM subjects because at this crime scene, you have many Multiple. different sciences yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and everything then is connected to statistics or mathematics and, and uh, is definitely more exciting than a normal situation. Yeah. And uh, you can do that in virtual reality. So it's also very good for generation Y mm. that we have now. And uh, and then you can also uh, use this as a, as a marketing tool for the university pathways and to bring s- people to the educational patterns mm-hmm. that the university offers. So there are different opportunities and beside this, law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement that uh, uh, when you want to become a policeman, you have to do courses, Mm. okay? So uh, definitely they do mock scenes in different different ways and they provide with stories and um, uh, case studies and things. But having that in virtual reality allows people to remember better. We, we are visual when animals. When you're immersed, yes. When yeah. you're immersed, you understand better, you remember better, mm. and you feel nearly on your skin, even if you don't touch things. Mm. So the experience is what you remember, not what you read on a book. So this allow our law enforcement to be more prepared. Mm. And so the, in the overall story, bringing justice better and faster to our society. Mm. And what have been some of the challenges you've had and how have you overcome them? Well, uh, different challenges. First of all, the budget was very low, mm. so we had Funding's to. Funding's always <laughs> one of them, right? And uh, myself, being a person that is an expert witness in court, and being being myself an investigator for many years and many cases, when I had to scale down and say, "Oh no, we can't put fingerprints. No, we can't put this. We can't put that." Mm. For me, it was a, oh, this is breaking my heart. This is <laughs> not real. This is not real. Yeah. And so uh, that was was a big problem. But, you know, um, less is more when you have uh, something that starts and then you can bring more things to the table. Um, the other thing was trying to make it as real as possible. So we decided to have the first story with a person that was stabbed. So there was a big blood stain uh, on, on a wall. Now, 
Um, when you work uh, in a virtual reality, you can start from scratch, like you create this new world, or you can use um, uh, some sort of supermarket of things. I buy an apartment, like in Unity, you buy, uh, you have software, they already mm. have a bunch of tools that you can use. So you buy um, a chair, you buy an apartment, you buy a table, you buy mm -hmm. a knife, you buy a dead person, you can do all of this. Mm -hmm. But you can buy bloodstain <laughs> <Right. laughs> or you can but will be just a little spots all around mm, it's not realistic so, yeah. exactly oh. and if the bloodstain is what allows us to understand the crime mm. and the dynamics and the position mm. of the people and uh, uh, all of these you know mathematical analysis that you have to do on that well that is a big problem mm. so what did we do uh, we went to the police station at uh, the WA police. Uh, we connected with them and they gave us the opportunity to, to recreate our little apartment in their, um, let's say, uh, room in which they do the blood step analysis uh, experiment or uh, experiences. So we knew that our apartment had certain uh, the dimensions, we knew the size of, of the dead person. So we re kind of recreated the, the, the scene. We brought some blood, <laughs> pig blood from the piggery. And uh, we brought the knife that we were using for, for this, the experience. And we pretend to uh, stab a person that was that size and things. <laughs> so <laughs> the room was completely uh, covered by, by papers. And we, yeah. We, There's blood we, going everywhere. Yeah, mm. there was blood going everywhere. <laughs> we took all the pictures like a, in, in a proper criminal investigation, like the, the full picture from far away, the close-ups the close with the size and things. We brought home some, some of these papers. And the person that was designing this for us basically did the bloodstain exactly like oh, the nice. one that we did that wow. morning. So, so that was good because work. it was, first of all, a fascinating job to do. Uh, and second, we can really provide a real thing to whoever is immersed in the, in the reality. Um, so the plans for the next few years for the prototype that you've got, I guess, and and what that looks like from sort of within Murdoch as well. Well, there have been a few changes at Murdoch University and even in my life. So when when uh, in the life of Jeff, my my partner in crime at that time. Mm. So <laughs> uh, when we started, we were uh, uh, young and free, and we had a budget, and there was no COVID. Mm. And uh, a few years passed by, and I had a baby. I moved to Singapore. I came back. Jeff uh, um, decided to go for another uh, for another part of his life and things. So the project was to expand this um this pilot mm. into um more investigation even just using the same apartment yes because yeah. if you just think that the body was there laying on on his tummy and if we flip the body on the other side the the, the, the change there is a big change of the story mm -hmm. we move to another room another change of the story we add another person another change of the story we switch the type of drug that was on the table another story so really moving ahead will change the story. Mm -hmm. So first of all, there was the opportunity of using that in very simple twist of the story uh, to use as assessment tool, for example, for mm -hmm. students. Mm -hmm. And then going bigger and better from that. So changing the apartment, going in the bush, going into the composition processes. So you find a body that is fresh or highly decomposed or skeletonized or a body that is not on the surface or buried or he's hanging. So I, I don't want to go too morbid in this discussion, <laughs> but there are, 
Yeah. It's the Let's first say, time we have mm. gone this morning. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, crimes can come in any form yes. and shape. And uh, um, a crime scene is a place where an offense has been committed and, and evidence can be gathered. And the place can be any place. Mm. Can be a place on earth or can be a place underwater. And when I say water, can be the water of the ocean, but even your bathtub. Mm. So it can be really, really sky. Oh, oh, the ocean is the limit. And then the evidence can be gathered, can be anything. It's from the easy knife from the kitchen to an insect or even a piece of plankton mm. or even a pollen. So all of these can be considered in using the investigation mm. uh, in virtual reality. So in terms of the prototype itself from a business perspective, are you after partners to build this out and potentially scale this beyond um, beyond the university? Yes, that was uh, the initial plan mm. and we were uh, affiliated with a, a company that was based in Perth. Mm. Unfortunately, another challenge that happened during this period was that this company decided to relocate uh, to, to Europe so we don't have a partner anymore. Mm. So we are kind of on a standby trying to understand what is the best uh, way to proceed in that mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. And um, so it would be great to find a new partner mm. with new ideas mm. and uh, apply for a possible budget um, help, maybe with the Australian government, maybe a linkage grant or something like that, in which Murdoch can put some money and the company mm. can put the other half. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, we go from that. <laughs> great. See it come to life. Yeah, great. And a shout out to the Startup West podcast sponsors. The Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth, Dinner Twist and TechOn. So Paula, we're going to talk a bit about you now. And uh, if you can take us back perhaps through your career, where did you go to school? Where were you born? So, well, I was born and raised in, in Italy, in the city of Turin, that funny enough is the city of where criminology was born. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I was <laughs> well, That's I didn't amazing. know at the time. I just found out that throughout the, the the years that yeah, the criminology, um, the father of criminology, Cesare Lombroso, that is the person that indicated who looks like a criminal and why a criminal is oh. in certain ways. Are you famous back in your own time? <laughs> <laughs> <you are. laughs> it's um it's pretty funny this because uh, I I present some some mm, stories about Turin and mm. uh, and uh, and it's like to have this link mm, with uh, with my fabulous. home country. So Turin in the northwest of Italy, probably more known for Fiat and Juventus, but for me it's criminology oh, right, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I I studied there, and uh, I didn't study English. You can probably hear that <laughs> my accent is still very strong, but they, they said it is. Um, exotic, so I'll keep it. <laughs> it is, it's fabulous. So, so um, I I was always interested in the in nature around me, like mm -hmm. um, not much indoors or trains or a ball, uh, too many princesses. I was just interested in uh, any anything <laughs> alive or even 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 rocks and minerals yeah. around me. So yep. I was one of these ki annoying kids that were going for a walk and come back with something, a snail, a worm, mm -hmm. or whatever was annoying my mom and could live in a box was mm -hmm. fine because we were living in a very small apartment. So it was not a big surprise when I decided to study natural sciences at mm -hmm. the university. And, uh, and did you study at Turin? In yep. Turin, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I my, my aim 
was always to know more about nature, to observe nature. Probably I was going to be the like trying to f- follow this the footsteps of uh, David Attenborough, if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so observation was always a big thing for me. I could like spend hours in front of an aquarium to to, mm. to say no TV the aquarium. <laughs> uh, so. When it was time to finish my career, back in the days, what, there was not like a bachelor and a master. It was all combined, five years, take or leave it. And you study and then you do a big research and then you you are basically a doctor and you do what you want. For my research, I always wanted to do something that was applicative. So how can I use nature for something that is good, mm-hmm. big, that can be useful for somebody? Mm. Not just science for science, just to know things. And just for chance, I, I, I met something that is called forensic entomology. That is the study of insects that can be present at a crime scene and it can be used to investigate crimes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Insects are everywhere, mm. so why not at the crime scene? Wow. <laughs> so at the crime scene, if there is a body, uh, a death to decompose the body in a possible crime scene when you go and buy a sandwich and you find a cockroach that is kind of a mm. criminal investigation that we can uh, <laughs> uh, consider but yeah. also if you find um insects in uh, furniture or, or in things say objects you can start an investigation mm. so insects that can be very useful because nobody think about them mm. Uh, so I said, well, I want to pursue this career. Maybe there is nothing in Italy about that. Mm. So maybe I can be a pioneer. I can be an entrepreneur, they, mm-hmm. they will say today. Mm. Back in the days, they just said, you're, you're crazy. <laughs> now they call them <laughs> entrepreneurs. So yeah, I think it's, it's nice today. They give them all that positive view about that. And um, so... There was nothing in Italy, so I had to start traveling. So first of all was England at the Natural History Museum of London, in which mm-hmm. there was a group of forensic entomologists. And then to America, where I was welcome at the body farm, where the place uh, in uh, the University of Tennessee, where they have human bodies decomposing. So you can study the decomposition process and wow. the other things. Uh, moved to Texas, a similar body farm in a different type of environment. And uh, I ended up to Australia <laughs> uh, because back in the days at UWA, there was the Center for Forensic Science. Yes, and the course. director was a forensic entomologist, yes. is a wow. forensic entomologist. So um, finishing my studies at the university in, uh, in Italy, I started to work as an uh, expert witness, as a consultant for the prosecution and for the defense in cases in which insects were involved. Could be homicidal cases, suspect, um, suspect, suspects of uh, of, a, of a criminal intent, or could be like a civil cases in which really they they the cockroach in the in the in the sandwich. Um, but again, I was the only one who was doing that, mm. and for me, it was not challenging enough. So I, like. What mm. I say, nobody can say not, you know? Because <laughs> um, no one else is doing it. Yeah, so right. <laughs> that, could be, that could be good, but not for the kind of mind that I have. I keep challenging myself and mm. I said, I want to learn more. So I had the opportunity to come back to Australia and uh, have uh, a period of research for my, my PhD. Mm-hmm. So I started my PhD late. So I had a, my study. Uh, well, we already studied at the university late mm-hmm. because our high school finishes around when you are 19. Mm-hmm. So when you start the university, you are what in Australia they say, uh, mature age student. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so, Which well, is crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then when I started my PhD, there was uh, uh, close to my 30s. So like, like, mm. 
I was basically a geriatric PhD <laughs> student. Um, but I had experience, experience in the field, Absolutely. experience as, a, as an expert witness. So I had also the opportunity to start dealing with cases in Australia mm. uh, alongside other people. And um, I fell in love with Perth, I had to say, yeah. and the opportunities here. So after a period of traveling in and, in and out uh, from, from Italy because I had to finish the PhD, I moved to Australia for, for good. And uh, I was at UWA before, then I spent a period in a forensic industry, and then I was welcomed at Murdoch University, where I, I am now working mm -hmm. as a forensic scientist, and for a, a forensic lecturer, researcher, and I still work on criminal cases, and I do this fun stuff with virtual reality. And um, particularly of interest in virtual reality space is the opportunity that I can bring students with disabilities also mm. in the educational space. Mm. Um, we always think about the investigator as the person walking at the scene with a magnified lens or dressed up in blue digging a hole. Not everyone can do it. Mm. So I have several students that have uh, physical issues that can mm. not be at the scene, but they could be in front of this a computer or they can Terrific. do stuff in a remote way. Mm. So I'm actually running now a, a unit that is a special unit in a remote uh, analysis of different sorts, from CT analysis to mm. uh, facial reconstruction using softwares and things that is like not the typical mm. Sherlock Holmes kind of investigation. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Well, I think linking into that, what advice mm. would you give to other researchers who are wanting to innovate and wanting to, mm. you know, take their research and turn it into something in the mm. real world? Because you've done it through VR, but mm. yeah, what advice would you give to them? Well, look into the world that we have and the users and also who can be the people that can uh, educate. Uh, I found myself last year uh, to have an opportunity for um, to take students abroad uh, for for um, a mass disaster uh, investigation training, but the borders were closed and I was heavily pregnant. So some of the students uh, had um, physical issues mm -hmm. or dealing with disabilities. Disability is not just what you have, but something that you can deal with. You can be a carer of someone that has disability in your family, or you can be you can be yourself a person with disabilities and you cannot travel, you cannot do the job that you would like to do as an investigator or you as a trainer can be in a situation in which you cannot travel. Mm. So there are many opportunities for research to be discovered in a virtual way, to be more inclusive mm. and more uh, elastic somehow without having the barriers of the cost of traveling, the cost of uh, uh, facilitating certain things because of, and you don't have to wait until the right moment because for many other th many things, it's also this one, there is never the right moment. Mm. But a virtual space can help in that sense. Mm. All right, we might kick off on the rapid fire round now if we can. All right, I'll kick off the first question. What's the single most important factor that makes a successful project? Oh, this is a big one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, an old myself will probably answer with the word passion. Mm -hmm. That is something that always people say yep. to me, oh, you're so passionate, you are bringing people to the table and you mm -hmm. have always this fire and things. So I, I, nearly people always consider me as, ah, oh, you're the passion. You can. I think it's not now that I'm a little bit older and hopefully a little bit wiser. I think it's balance. Mm. So balance your passion, your inner fire, but also the things that you want to do compared to the society that you're facing, your life 
uh, expectation, your life balance, your um, your your time, your mm-hmm. priorities, your family. If a project will be successful if you are a successful person overall. Mm-hmm. And this needs to have the balance of priorities, uh, time management, and many other things around you. Paul, if you were to wave your magic wand over the lo- local innovation community, what would you wish into being? Uh, I wish for the... Uh, Education, education system to provide more uh, communication skills to uh, to the students, because the only way to bring a project to life is being able to communicate, share tank, uh, the your project. And yeah. many students, young students, have great ideas, but they cannot communicate mm, that. So communication is big, the key. Storytelling. Part. How can anyone listening help you? Right now. Well, find me on LinkedIn and send me a message. (laughs) (laughs) Start the conversation. Love it. Uh, What do you do to get away from it all and relax and refresh? It's it's an interesting question because I'm uh, one of these lucky people that uh, has their job as their own hobby. So I really don't want to get away from it. (laughs) But I had two beautiful daughters and one is pretty young. So I try to dedicate my time to them and do something fun. So important. Thank you so much. It's been terrific to talk to you today and hear more about the story. We can't wait to hear the success of CSI VR. Thanks, thanks Brody. Yeah, thanks, thanks Paula. Paula. Thanks for having me. And also thanks to our sponsors. The Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth, Dinner Twist and TechOn. And we recorded this podcast at Riff Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth in Western Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favourite podcast platform when then you'll be able to get the latest great episodes as they come out. And we'd love to hear from you, so please leave a review. Thank you. Thank you.